Okay, welcome back to the Success Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm Steve Siebold. And I'm Dawn Siebold. And today we're going to be talking about being in business together as we usually do as a couple. And the topic for this show is who makes the final decision when decisions have to be made? So what are your first thoughts about that? Well, I think it's, you know, it depends. <laughs> it depends. It just depends. Depends on what? It depends on what the decision that has to be made is on. So what's So like example? if we're going to take the dogs out, we flip a coin, you know, paper, scissors, about business, Don, not paper scissors, rocks, you so, know, to see who takes them out at night or in the morning. Oh, yeah. Great. That's, that's how we make that decision. Fantastic. Paper, scissors, rocks. Okay. It's more fun. About, than, it's more fun decisions. than flipping a coin. Talk about business. Decisions okay. Yes. Now, yeah. No, I think it depends. If it's a, if it's on my lane, then I think I can make the final decision. If it's in your lane, you make the final decision. Okay. Is that it? Is that is it that clear to you? It's very clear. I think because we give each other. We we said that before on another podcast that you know I'll offer as some suggestions uh, for your lane, and at the end of the day, I trust you to make them, and uh, hopefully you've trusted me over these years to make them for me. Okay. Well, I, I have a little bit different take on that. I, that. I think that's probably simplified. That's probably pretty close. But okay. when you're making big decisions in business, right? When you're a small business, that every decision is a big decision. <laughs> right. So you have to very very careful about how you do that and especially if you have two people now and, and if you have employees then you're making decisions effectively for employees and other people and customers as well so you have to be very careful i think it's a process mm-hmm. where you know and, and that's one of the things we've always done it's funny because you know we've done this stuff for so long yet we've never really talked about mm-hmm. we talk about it with each other when you're inside of it you're living inside of it it's one thing but you know when you're teaching it to to someone or you're or you're sharing what you, your process is well it turns out you have a process you just don't know it because you do it intuitively right right so what we do is we go through time i mean we take time to make big decisions as as probably anyone would but i think we go through a process it seems to me and i'll I'll tell you what i think it is and you you respond and this is not necessarily the only way to do it and we're not saying we're the experts on this we're just two people that have had you know a lot of experience uh you know building businesses and had uh failures and 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 pretty some very large successes as well so there's a a wide and failures and and wide range of experience and 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 in between things, you know, businesses that that just sort of, uh, you know, rode along and didn't have any incredible failure or success at the same time. So in 38 years, you sort of, you know, experience everything or it seems as though it's, we've experienced everything. Right. So, you know, for example, if we're if, when, when we um, when we decided that we were going to make the move or we, we were looking at making the move, let's say to Bone Allen Mansion. Right. And so we had looked at it. We had an office. We had about 20 employees in an office in Atlanta. We had, uh, we had, employee, we had an office mm-hmm. in Florida. And uh, we wanted to see if we, could, we were going to consolidate. And then we had some people that were working outside of offices at, uh, at home with us. And we decided we were going to consolidate and move all the way up to Atlanta. Because we'd been living in, in, in Palm Beach, Florida mm-hmm. in, during the wintertime and Lake Lanier up in Georgia in the summertime and splitting our time. That's difficult to do with employees because you're always somewhere else, it feels like. Right. right? So we opened an office in Atlanta. North of Atlanta, and then we had this opportunity through a friend of yours to look at this through historic a property. tennis friend of mine. A tennis friend, that's true. Just it was another one more reason I play tennis. The, the, and of course, that's the reason you play tennis, right, Don? Because so we have business. So we opportunities. have business opportunities. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. You're, you're just willing to sacrifice everything I, for the business, aren't one you? One of us has to. You're do just it. selfless. I'm just making the comment that it's it was amazing. a tennis friend. Just it was a tennis friend. It was a tennis friend. That's true. You do. You get. You do get points for that. But right away, of course, we we toured the property. And this this guy, this gentleman, who will rename, we won't say his name because we don't have his permission, but great guy. He's an investor. And he said, oh, we got the purpose. We, we told him we were looking for an office building, which we were, a bigger right, office building. 
Because right. we were expanding, we were growing at that point. This is pre-pandemic and pre-craziness in the world, uh, you know, beyond the normal craziness. And he said, you got to look at this this place I've got. It's a commercial property. It's called the Bona Allen Mansion. And right away, you said that you had toured this I place. I knew it, yeah. Yeah, I grew Tell up, uh, yeah, I grew up uh, 20, 25 minutes south of here. And uh, so I, I know the area very well. And uh, when, when I was in fourth grade, we took a field trip to the Bona Allen Mansion this at the like time. Eight, is this, was Lincoln president during, when you were in fourth grade or was he assassinated afterward? I, remember, I know it's during that time. At the time, the city owned the Bona Allen Mansion. So they made it like a historical uh, place for kids to be able to come. So it was kind of cool. So I, yeah, I, I'd been here a couple of times, but my first time was when I was in fourth grade. Yeah, I had never been. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, well, why, why, what's, Weirdo, what's the, of course. the face? Okay. I, okay, it was after Lincoln. Fine. I mean, okay. you know, I just, I knew it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. We're talking 50 years. I, it's a, it That's was, a half a century. It is a long time ago. It's a long time God, ago. I it mean, was 50 years ago. Dinosaurs were, were already it. extinct, but it was close. Stop it. You know, you, read, you okay. didn't see dinosaurs, but right. you read about them all the papers, I'm okay. sure. But anyway, um, <laughs> but so right away the guy says, oh my God, it's a fabulous property. And I had never I'd never seen it or been in it, but I'd heard of, uh, about this place they called The Mansion. And people called it The Mansion. Well, when it was built in 1911, it was literally one of the biggest homes and private homes in all of Georgia. So people in this area called it the mansion and so remember he came, he took us and right. don said i don't know how this is a this is a, a private home of of the the great industrialist bonaparte allen who built the biggest leather tannery business in the world right. and which stayed in business for a hundred years right the guy was brilliant and his family was brilliant and this was his private home in buford georgia north of atlanta so jim the gentleman that you play tennis with super nice guy big investor in the area he said you got to see it and don said i to me she said i you know I, I don't know that this really would work at any level it's it's you know we need an office building this is a six acre property with five buildings on the property they're 100 years old that it probably needs a lot of renovation who knows but this is i don't think it's going to work and remember i said well let's go see it yeah you know, why not? And you said, okay, let's go see it. And then, take the puppy dog home. Yeah, take, take the puppy home for the weekend. Play take him home it. for the weekend. Bring him back on Monday yeah, morning. Take the car for a drive. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take the boat. Take yeah, the Malibu. Know, right? So tell them what happened after that. After we saw the, you know, we walked around the property. Oh, was it? That was it. That's all you that have is it. that was it? Yeah. I mean, I mean well, first of all, when you said it ta- we'd take a long time, we, we don't take a long time to make decisions. Well, we're very decisions. decisive. How long did it take on we're that pretty, one? Are you we're kidding? decisive. That well, one took a long time. I'm talking about big yeah, decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do our research. I mean, it takes us, it takes us, it takes a while. I don't know where you're going with this. Well, where I'm going is, is the process. Okay? okay. So this was, this was a, now this was a big decision. It could be any decision where, you know, you decide who makes the final decision, right? Because that you're making so many decisions during the course of a business and, and any number of them can, can put you out of business when you're small, <laughs> because, you know, obviously the, the capital resources that we have as a small business are, are much less than, you know, a large company that can take billion dollar losses and survive you know um so anyway so well i'll tell the story then since you don't think you know where i'm going that would be great because i have no idea where you're going well okay all right so i'll tell the story so we long story short we walked around the property and it was you know it's an amazing property mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's beautiful i mean it's owned by if the guy was alive today he would be one of the richest people in the world i mean he would be a multi-billionaire so you know it's a, it's incredible property and i was blown away it, it had a majestic feel to it and i kept saying don this is unbelievable and then the guy said well, what do you think what do you think and i said well th- th- you know this is so far out of you know the size range it's six acres mm-hmm. five buildings we don't need six acres we don't need five buildings it's a home that has to be converted to an office and he said well it's commercial property and so he went through the whole thing he said just imagine though in terms of positioning in the ninth largest outside the ninth largest city in america atlanta he said you own you know 
know, you own a place called The Mansion, which certainly doesn't hurt your street credibility and business mm-hmm. as a small business. And uh, with le- leaders and, you know, companies and which, you know, with whom you work and you're selling to. And I, th- I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense. He was a good salesperson. Very good. And so we walked around. We were kind of blown away. And, I, you know, we just looked at him, basically said, this is just the, the price was out of our really our, out of our range. And the size, not just the price, but I thought the maintenance would be unbelievably expensive. Right. Uh, because there, the, the Rose Garden itself is huge. I mean, everything is oversized because it's right. a very large. The main house is 9,000 square feet. Then it's got a guest house. Then it's got a it's got a, a carriage house, you know. And there's so this whole thing is like 13,000 square feet, feet under air. So it's a lot. For us, it's a lot. And so we said, so right away I said, well, you know, if we did this and we did that, if we move some of our assets around, remember mm-hmm. at lunch, we went right. to lunch because we told him no right away. We said, hey, this is not, gonna, right. there's no way it's above our budget. Plus it doesn't really, I don't, you know, it just doesn't make, it's just too large. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, get past that. And we, we were like, no. And then, then I said to Don at lunch, I said, well, what if we move some things around? And remember you, you were like, no, no way, not going to happen. Remember this? So yeah. tell them about that. Tell them what you're thinking. Well, I mean, it was just, it was, it wasn't necessary. It was something that you wanted. And, and I think that you should share that this was also uh, very similar to a picture that Steve has had on his vision board for as long as I've known you. Uh, it was to yep. own an estate and to have a tennis court. And so we've, we've had that vision board up for, we probably had it up for 25 years, similar pictures yeah, of what. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. so when he was asking me about buying this, I knew this was not coming from logic. Uh, because we certainly didn't need uh, the Bona Allen Mansion to grow our business. Uh, it was coming from emotion and his vision board. So when I first said no, it was, we, financially, we already had our main residence in Palm Beach, South Palm Beach, was, you know, a huge house. <laughs> the, our lake house was a huge house. And um, so I just didn't see it. I didn't see how we were going to make it happen. You were like, no, not going to happen. No way. Can't be done. You were like, you were just adamant. I remember how adamant you were. Because <laughs> I wasn't that, I didn't know how serious I was. I thought it was a big stretch. But I then, thought it was to like, fulfill no. your vision board, and we weren't really going to be happy here. Well, I always wanted a house with a tennis court on it because I was a tennis player as a kid and, and, and played professionally. And well, because we had these homes, right. you know, these tremendous mm-hmm. homes over the years, and and like you said, they're large homes and all that, and they're beautiful places. But they, but there's a difference in my mind between a large home and an estate. A estate right. has property. A estate has multiple buildings. A estate right. has a tennis court and a pool. And a, you know, in my head, I mean, I'm just making this up. This is mm-hmm. this was in my head because I had grown yeah, up. Yeah, but it, but the timing you know, was really bad. I mean the. T- Timing was really, really bad. I mean, we, we owned four or five properties in Florida that we hadn't sold. We had, I mean, the timing was just bad. And the only reason why I even wanted it is for your vision board. But logically, it didn't make sense at the time for us to get it. And that is a big plug for vision boards for people who, who don't believe in vision boards. We've pretty much lived our entire lives on vision boards and goal setting. So a big plug for people who use vision boards. But that would be the only reason why I wanted it was to fulfill your vision. But we literally, it was bad timing and we did not need this house. Yeah, you know, just just to digress for a second, the, when you talk about vision boards, you know, people always laugh at vision boards. Right. I tell a story in speeches about Time Magazine when they interviewed me a second or third time and they laughed at when they went to the lake house and right. saw my vision boards. And the guy at Time Magazine, he's got a crew of people interviewing me. They got cameras running, they got still cameras, and they're laughing at He's laughing at me, the reporter, because we mm-hmm. had four vision boards mm-hmm. in the gym. And he, and he, so people laugh about this. They think it's some joke, but it's just the visual representation of where you're going in your future. You're trying to embed your consciousness with pictures. 
It's like psychology 101. Right. Like exactly. a first year psychology student knows, student knows what you're doing. Right. But people think it's some game or some nonsense. You know, like you're putting pictures on a board that uh, they go, well, that's what the Time Magazine guy said. Yeah. He said, what do you think these things are just going to magically, the car is going to magically appear? No, in the he was like, you you really take out magazine and cut out little pictures. You cut them out and then you paste, paste them, them on, on the there board. like a kindergarten. That's what he said. He, was he really did. I, and it was very funny. And I laughed. I said, I, I wasn't kind of laughing. I was just like, I, I was kind of incredulous because I'm thinking, you're in my house interviewing me from Time Magazine. You're laughing at me. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But anyway, but people think, but I remember, anyway, I was going to digress into the uh, this story. I thought this was funny. And you remember this well. I know that when my dad was a bricklayer and very pragmatic guy right. and very bright guy, but very, very middle class mindset in terms mm-hmm. of business and work and that kind of thing. And and I remember he used to laugh at the vision boards and it's kind of the same kind. He wasn't like mean about it, but he kind of did, thought it was nonsense. Yeah. And then when the things in the vision board started popping one after another, I remember telling him one day in, in the uh, his apartment, their apartment uh-huh. in, in Florida, right. I remember saying, yeah, I'm kind of doing a new vision board right in my vision. He goes, well, be careful what you write. Be careful what you put on the board. Fair to cut out. Because every damn thing you put on there seems to come true. And he goes, I never said anything like that. And it's so he was kind right. of a believer in right. some way. As but much as he could. As much as, as, he, as, much as he could. He's like, just be careful what you write down. All right, so let's get back to the decision. Well, okay. So you were, you were like, you know, right. Adam, and I get you were right. I mean, it wasn't logical or anything like that. But then I started thinking, well, we could do everything here we ever wanted to do. And all the pro- what do we own? Like five or six mm-hmm. properties right. at that point. Right. Waterfront properties, golf course properties. I mean, really nice places. And I thought, well, what if yeah, we... Yeah, so just add one more to the list. Well, no, what I was thinking is... Made know, no sense. But what I know, but what I was... It wouldn't be... It wouldn't, didn't make sense capital-wise to do it. But what I was thinking was, what if we sold off the properties, right. all of them, and we put it all into one, and then we consolidate into one, even though it's larger than the other ones and, and more expensive and all that. And then, of course, we, you know, the repairs, all the roofs had to be place and the roofs are gigantic or the big one is and so all these things but then remember we we basically said okay we looked at the numbers you were pretty adamant i was like we could do this we could do that you were like no you shut down you go no and then we were working in costa rica Mm -hmm. doing some project or something and i remember we were down there we were fighting about it the whole time because i she said you kept saying the the price is way too high they went way too there's no way we can afford it doesn't make any sense and then i remember you went you were fighting 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 and then you went to take a nap in the hotel and i remember going to the little lobby there in in, uh, san jose right and in cr and uh, and I remember thinking that Marriott there in, in yes. San Jose, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was sitting in there thinking, there's okay, so this is not not going to happen, but what it's got to be worth it at a certain price because this is a yes, one off you property. You're a you, bully, is you what you are. I'm not a bully. That's not being a bully. That's being pragmatic <laughs> in something you want, you know. And so I remember you were sleeping. I thought, okay, well, if I if we can get it for a certain price, if it's the price that's the that's the obstacle, well, let's talk about the price. So okay, let me stop for a second. What I'm trying to do is is when you're negotiating, you know, on a final decision or making a decision on something big. For the, for us, it was big. For some of you guys, it might be small, but for us, it's big. And you know, I thought, okay, if if we could get the the sellers, it was two guys that mm-hmm. are your friend and then his part his business partner. Mm-hmm. If we could get the sellers down to a certain price, which I didn't think we could do, but if we could, the housing market was pretty strong back then. Right. And of course, it's crazy now, but but it was tr- still strong. Then you know, then it would be worth at some price. It would be worth acquiring. Is my point. And I because I because I thought, okay. Then you woke up and I remember saying, well, what if we get it for this price? And you go. Well, you know, then we fought a little more, I think, and then and then I said, well, it, what about this price? And I lowered it, and you said, well, yeah, if we could, st- if it's stealing it practically. And I remember then you go, well, yeah, maybe at that price. Okay, so now I've got an in at least. I'm so I'm in the game. You know, I've, I've got some. Now I got to try to sell it bully. to these guys. That's not bully; it's strategy. <laughs> no, it was not. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, so um, yeah, so we remember we went back right. and forth, and finally we said you agreed, and you said, okay, well, if we get it for that price, right, then. 
okay, but that's probably not going to happen. But I, and I didn't think it would happen either. Then we thought, all right, well, we'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And then, so you remember what happened next? Or I'm just telling the whole story. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we made the decision to give them an offer and we held to the decision and, and they came back and said no. And then we were like, nope, we're not going to go another bit higher. And they came back and said yes. Oh, okay. So you're just going to fast forward this whole thing. What I'm trying to take them through, Don. I'm trying to help you, Steve. Tennis player. I'm really trying to help I'm you. I'm trying to take them through the process. You can't teach someone by telling them, yeah, they said no, then they said yes, and we lived happily ever after. That doesn't teach anyone <laughs> how to make decisions in business. All right. Okay, teach so, me. Teach so what me. We did Apparently, was, I don't know. Okay. Let me just, I'm just taking over Perfect. the show because be you great. just suck at this. That would be great. You suck at can this I get show. A, can I get a cocktail? This is your worst show. Okay. I have no idea where You've you're going. You've been playing with tennis this. all day. I think your head's like in the okay. not there. Not you're Go not ahead. here. It's, Go it's ahead. a little Tell embarrassing. Me the story. Teach me how all to do right. it. Okay. All right. I'm walking them through. So basically, we had a number. Okay. And I and I would recommend this as a process to anyone making a large capital investment in your business. And that's so we had so I got her to agree to the number. Now I got to get them to agree. So I remember presenting it on a conference call. You were in my office, mm-hmm. and we presented it to them on a conference call. And they said, "There's no way we would sell it for that little. We have way more into it than we would sell it for that." And then I remember saying, "Well, that you know, I'm sure it's worth more than than we're offering. We just cannot." afford more than that number literally it's not you it's us i said so you know it's that old breakup thing it's not (laughs) you it's me and and it you know it wasn't we couldn't afford more frankly i mean certainly not much and um if we could at all and uh and they said well we just can't do it we said well you know we appreciate it but that that's us they said well what about can we negotiate we're like we don't have any more money than that that's our whole deal and that was pretty close to true right but but we stuck to it and then we just said okay you know we're just not going to do it. This went on roughly for six months. I mean, on and off. This right. one, this was a long process, you know, because again, for us, it was a, it was a big decision. I just went to a big decision because it's it's more there's more moving parts, right? You know, and uh, and then so then we went through the, then we went back and forth and everything and, and got some other plans going and they came back and they kept inching the price down but not to our level right. that we could afford. We kept saying we don't have it. And I'm just telling you, we don't have the money. I mean, there's no way we can do it. We're not going to a bank and getting the money, so that's not going to but we just, you know, we just cannot afford it. Thank you very much. We think it's a phenomenal property. We think someone with more money than us should own it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, because the truth of it was, we knew it was going to take millions of dollars to bring it up to speed. It wasn't the, it was not the well, price of the property. No, it was the price it was, of the It was a half a million just to get it dry. Just to get it dry. It was yeah. wet. All the buildings were wet. Yeah. They had water in all yeah. the buildings. And water, if you know anything and about, you know, construction drainage. or drainage, <laughs> yeah, you have to learn a lot about water. Water is the most dangerous thing to any, any right. property, any home. And so all all the buildings, all five buildings had water in them. So you, they were not inhabitable. Right. So we, what we talked about was, okay, the, you know, the price of something typically is not a big property is not. And we knew this from other properties mm-hmm. that it's not the price. It's the renovations. It's the maintenance. It's the upkeep. It's the things that break down. And when it's 10 times as large as a normal property, you have 10 times the cost and 10 times the price. Everything is $25,000. Every time something <laughs> breaks, you know, we had a right. pipe break that one time, what two years ago on the driveway. And I think the thing was like, like 17 grand to dig up the driveway because it's such a long right. pipe. It's like 700 feet long or something. And it's 100 years old. It's 100 years old. Right. So everything you do is insanely expensive. And so that's what we were factoring. It wasn't the price of the property. That was not that big of a problem. It was we knew we were in for millions of dollars. Like we did. We spent over a half a million dollars just getting mm-hmm. the just getting it dry. Then we put the then we had it all painted and da, right. da, da. then the employees came in. We had 20 employees in the building. And then and then and then we still had renovations to mm-hmm. do. So, we still do. We're still working on still it. Still do. It's millions of dollars. <laughs> We're still working so on it. So for us, that's a lot. You know, again, for a big company, it wouldn't be, but for a small company. So long story short, we got down to our baseline. Mm-hmm. Our baseline, personally, I think, as a couple, where we were not going to mm-hmm. kill each other or say, you know, we can't go beyond that. So that in this case, 
the final decision, because it's so large, would be both of ours. Right. I would never go beyond what you agreed to, and you would right. never do the same thing with me. Because it's not like buying a phone or something. I mean, you're you know you're talking about something that's life changing. Right. Literally, you're we're, we this is a years year decades long really commitment mm-hmm. could be. Mm-hmm. So so we we went. But so long story short, as you said, we you know um, we finally we they finally came back within right. six months and they said, look, if you want to do it, we'll do it right now. And we said, do it right now. And we signed the papers like within a week. We right. Signed, remember? Right. Well, we well, didn't want them to change their mind. We didn't want them to change their mind. We held to it, and, and frankly, we didn't steal it or anything like that. I mean, but we, but it was a fair price. Mm-hmm. It was, it was fair. It wasn't it was. crazy. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah. I like the decisions on the, um, the big decisions on taking them through the process. And I, I really sorry, <laughs> but I also do like to know. I think for every couple, uh, when it comes to money, have that have that benchmark. I mean, or that that line that you have in the sand to go. Okay, I am not. I can't spend over this without talking to you. Sure. And I know, like for, I mean, I I feel very comfortable spending under. 500 without coming to you but if it's over 500 oh, i'm gonna give steve a call and say hey i got this i got this pair of shoes i want to buy <laughs> well, yeah and i think people, not a pair of shoes i'm just kidding yeah okay. i'm just kidding i'm yeah, just kidding right. you're very serious today i know i'm very serious okay um, you're, you're but just, i think you know. for when it comes to money and marriage i think you have to have a line i think you have to say okay yeah. i feel comfortable whatever that might be 50 dollars for some people uh that and once it gets over that point have that respect to get the advice and the and the you know the approval if you will of the other of the other person i like to snake some some things in there under your under the under the radar you don't see the problem is she gets all the bills so eventually i get caught yes so i'm like the worst person to sneak things in to buy because you always go what was this charge in american Mm -mm. express for i'm like yeah 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 honey it's not eventually eventually you always get caught Well, because you see all the bills i need need my own account yeah absolutely i'm all for that i'm all for that my own account i think so too that you know nothing about perfect Okay, I'm gonna need some funding. That would be great. Can you help with funding. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta start another GoFundMe account. For I me. know, right? I need some excess capital. Okay, that you know nothing about. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you have? Can, can you? Yeah. Alone. Nope. Nope. See, there's a decision right there. No, but so. no, I like what you did. I mean, I thought I didn't get, I didn't get where you were going, but that that was a process. And I think if you are the spouse trying to convince the other spouse, do like Steve did, who did months of homework, and months of research, yeah. of finding out exactly what was wrong with the house, and talking to the neighbors, and and going downtown and looking up the records. And I mean, you did a hard sell on me. So for uh, some advice for those of you out there trying to convince your spouse to uh, spend money that is not absolutely necessary do some homework yeah well another thing that that helped also was um and this was not really planned i mean i wish i could take credit for it but i really did we have a good friend named sam harris who's an architect and he specializes in uh, historic buildings and he's an expert he's been doing it for 30 years or whatever mm-hmm. it is he does it for the government and he's local here and and he remember he and he had come into right. some of our properties before like in florida and we had him come down to florida and georgia and whatever and look at properties that we were investing in and he almost oh he's very conservative and so which was great because that's what you want but he He'd almost always go, really, you guys? Every Seriously? Single time. Every single time. This place is a dump. You can't. And there were these beautiful properties, but he'd be like, well, I'm like, why, Sam? Why this time? He's like, well, see, the, okay, the, the the pavement's uneven from one building to the uh, other. We didn't or see any of that. Just, we didn't see any of it. But, oh, yeah, we didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, we had no, you know, that's why we'd always we, ask. We picked old houses. Did he ever like, say yes to us? You picked old girlfriends back in high school. He ne- but he never said yes. Not one. Did. Not one house. It was always like, this is not even close. So oh, he comes awful. to Bone Allen Mansion, right? Yeah. And we're like, we're like, he's going to kill it. He's just going to kill it. 
He must have walked around for three hours, right. four hours. If I remember yeah, right, right. It's been a long time. Yeah. He yeah. walked around. I remember him coming out and said, he said, he said, you know what it would cost to rebuild this place? Right. He goes, no one could afford it. It'd be millions and millions of dollars. He said it was then to build it. It was well, probably not millions then, but right. he said it would just be insane. He goes, this place is a tank. It'll be here 300 years from now. Right. And he never said that. He used to always say, this place is a jungle. You don't understand construction, Steve, blah, 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 blah. And he'd always knock it down. And of course, we wanted to, his, uh, his opinion because he And we trusted it. And oh, we trusted of course, it. we yeah, trust him implicitly. And he, he saved us tons of money because right. he steered us away from office buildings. Mm -hmm. Remember the office building mm -hmm. in Gainesville? He's right. like, no way. And uh, we're like, come on. We have a, we don't, we're not very, we don't pick out stuff very well. Yeah, I guess apparently not, but he <laughs> loves this place. When it comes to property, we, we kind of suck at well, that. But he, he said, he said, it's going to be millions of dollars to do it. There's no question about it. He says, but you couldn't put too much money in this place. He goes, I mean, it's just, a, it's world class. It's literally a world class property. You know, he says, you couldn't build a house any better than this. I and mean, the, the doors are four inches thick. I mean, the walls are, God knows, three bricks thick or whatever mm -hmm. he said. Right. He, he explained, he walked around for hours with us mm -hmm. explaining mm -hmm. this. He goes, this is what super wealthy people 100 years ago, this is what they built. Right. You know, they could afford anything. They're like billionaires of today, you know. And so that was one of the things that really boosted my uh my my uh you know my uh I want I want to know how much you paid Sam to I walk around for 3 hours and tell did me that. I did not pay him a penny. Okay. Might have been some under the table yeah, things, you know, I was some favors say, and okay. stuff, but other than that, not, not I, I have a feeling. No cash. I have no a, cash. I have a feeling something went on there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I love it. I'm teasing. But that was probably the last, the one of the, the biggest, biggest decisions, decisions we ever mm, made. Right. You know, so we went back and forth. But I, but to your point, I'm on a serious note. I, I think that, you know, you make a really good point that, and I'm not sure, I have something, like you said, $500 in your head about, like, spending money. Again, we go back to the money subject, because mm -hmm. that's so... It's important. It's the lifeblood of business, right. let's be honest. I mean, it's not your purpose for being in business, but... But if you don't have it, it's like blood in the body. You're dead. So you have to maintain it. You have to be conservative. And you have to have a lot of cash on hand mm -hmm. all the time. Right. Because <laughs> business goes up and business goes down, as we all found out with COVID. Right. And sometimes it just disappears altogether <laughs> instantly around the world <laughs> in one day. And so, um, but I, to your point about the $500, I don't think I have like an amount in my head that I'll spend, but I, I won't spend, you know, very much more than that. I don't think without mm -hmm. saying, Hey, what do you think about this or, or whatever, or bribing you in some way or buying you tennis shoes or something I can some way I can get her softened up. Like maybe get her drunk or feed her some tequila or oh something gosh. one day or she likes beer. She, she three, four beers. She'll say yes to almost anything, which is really convenient. Even a me. lot of people like beer. You like, say it, yeah, yeah. You say it like no, I'm, it's fine. I'm not putting like down I'm, beer. It's like it's a rarity that someone likes beer. Everyone, a lot of people like beer. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. I'm not putting down. So to beer, finish this Don. segment, finish this segment. Did you have some in mind when you said that? No, but I will say how I decide on what beer to drink depends on the time of day and what restaurant I'm at. So if we're talking about decisions, I'm just trying to wrap oh, it up. Oh, that's really funny, I'm just Don. trying to you're, wrap you're it up. You're a comedian. You should really some, do stand-up comedy. Well, I th there, I, You're really funny. Ha, ha, ha. Can we get back to the topic? Not beer? Is that a beer show, Don? Well, I'm just saying that <laughs> when you're talking about decisions, there's, you know, each, each circumstance is different. Yeah. And I think that this, my point is, you know, every time I think when you're working with a partner um, or a, your husband or your wife, then... And make sure you know what those circumstances are. Make sure you're understanding what they're coming from. And when you're explaining yourself, make sure you explain where you're coming from before you're making that that indecision. So it, it really is coming from circumstances and, and not just, you know, in my opinion, not one spouse should make the answer for both. I do, and again, yeah, I agree. And the last thing I would say about it is, yeah, I think that at the end of the day, like all things in business, but cap, large capital investments, large, again, in relation to your size of your business and your wallet and all the rest of it. Um, but 
in relation to that, I mean, I, I, or in reference to that, I would say the, 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 the bottom line, the most important thing is to be in alignment with your, with your partner, you know, because it's, I mean, maybe one partner, like I was probably in the beginning, probably more enthusiastic about it than you. Cause I kind of saw my whole child, I, you know, grown up with these kids, these rich kids on the junior tennis circuit and traveled all over the world. And those, we were not a rich family. We were like a middle-class family, but some of these kids pulled up to the tournaments and limousines and they were 10 years old. Right. I mean, they were moved there from Beverly Hills and Aspen and mm -hmm. God knows where else, you know, Miami, all these rich places where, you know, they were rich families. Tennis mm -hmm. sometimes attracts that, especially on the tournaments because it's a very expensive sport to train a prodigy, a child prodigy. And that's most of us were at some level or another. And so I saw that. I, I trained at their tennis courts at their homes. And I thought someday, you know, I'm a tennis court in my backyard. I remember telling my dad, and he's mm -hmm. like, you got a, you got a court right down at the park. You know, you got a basketball <laughs> net. You got a, a tennis court. What else? Do you, what do you want? And a pond. Yeah. You have you a pond. Have to, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. Don't be stupid. You know, you can go play at the park. Just like the basketball. I'll put a basketball net in the driveway, dad. You got a park two blocks down the road. Go, he needs the exercise. Get down there and play in the, in the park but you know it was, i saw the dream mm -hmm. so I, I had more of it than you did probably i wanted it more but then you came along and then we sort of go, went go, went back and forth but my point is if you would have been adamantly opposed to it i would never have pushed it past that mm -hmm. um just because at the end of the day now you end up with a decision and if you're at odds with each other well then th whatever you invested in is not worth being at odds with each other you know now during the decision process be at odds all you want right i mean again you know we'll talk more about how we fight in business because we we have some fights mm -hmm. i mean and i think that uh, you know they're not always fun but necessary th they do work for us necessary. i mean because you have to do that right because we're the only two people making decisions and it's like you know for us and it's you know you you, it's great to have the, the sounding board and the person going back and forth that knows into the business intimately. But you know, there's 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 processes where you're fighting and going back and forth, and and we'll do more shows on that because I think it, there's a real art to I it. Too. You know, mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, I think you've got to be in alignment with each other because because if you're not, and we were, we we finally we got it, and then we knew we were going to be in for a lot of investment, which we have been, and we're continuing to do that. But uh, but we've always been in alignment, so we enjoyed it more. And then we weren't we were at odds each other all at each other with each other all the way up until the time where we decided, and then that goes away. Right. And the last thing I would say is if you you make a decision and it turns out to be the wrong decision, don't go back on your partner and say, hey, you were really the one that wanted this. Right. You know uh, that's really a bad strategy. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say? Oh. Oh, yeah, be careful. That's not fighting fair. No, it's not fighting fair because not that. Once you make it as a couple, yeah, because some decisions are good it. and some stick suck. It. I mean, it's just to it. we've made good decisions that have been worth a fortune, and others mm -hmm. decisions that have cost us a fortune. Right, and you don't know which ones are which at the time, but you do the best you can. So. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's 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 probably it. So you make them together. Who gets the final? Well, you probably started it out the right way. You know, technically, the person that's the expert in that area, we defer. We usually defer. So right. if Don says talking to the accountant, and the accountant says we need to do this, this to get a write off, pay this off, don't pay this off because of the tax deduction or whatever it is. I go, it sounds right to me. I mean, she go, well, I'll, I know more about it. Let me just make this, and I do it on my side, and we kind of stick in our lane as much as we can. If we need to fight about it or argue about it or talk about it, we do. But if we, but if it comes down to a state made the person with the expertise Correct. i would say lean so we just say okay do whatever you need to do right 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 and we trust mm -hmm. you got to trust the trust. person that's it and if you don't trust your partner you shouldn't be in business with them i agree <laughs> at the end of the yeah, day right? i agree yeah i agree yeah so any final thoughts no that was good i think that covers most of it yeah, yeah. so something to think about mm -hmm. something to, as you as you go forward with your business but again you know think of your 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 partnership is more important than any 
any capital investment, any kind of decision right. for that matter, you're ever going to make. Because if you're not partners, if you're if you're if you're two people operating a business like a partnership, but not actually a partnership, you don't have a partnership. Right. You have two individuals mm-hmm. going different directions, and that that's a, that's a detriment as opposed to an advantage. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you don't feel that way, then I would rethink it. Absolutely, rethink the partnership. Rethink the partnership. Yeah, you're better off on your own or with a different partner. Right. You know, in terms of business, anyway, right. you can stay married exactly. or you can stay together, but with a different business. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So good luck with that, and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.